0: Are you an entrepreneur influencer or expert in your field did you know that speaking is one of the highest paying professions in the world download my free pdf checklist on how you can become a highly paid speaker go to jamieabbott.com forward slash speaker guide
1: welcome to perfect public speaking with Jamie Abbott. My guest
0: today is Donna Han, dipping her toe in business at the age of 19. Donna has a long-term fascination and love for entrepreneurship. Her journey has led to businesses in children's party entertainment, corporate professional development, online retail, and a highly successful and award-winning dance studio. Taking the learnings and experience of starting and growing three successful businesses, one was pre-kids and two with kids in tow, Donna is also the creator of She's in Business and the Ready to Rise online course designed for mums who are made for more. As a business coach, Donna helps ambitious entrepreneurial mums transform from feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, and frustrated into savvy, fulfilled, and energized women ready to rise to the next level in business. Today, we are going to talk about establishing a healthy work-life blend as a woman in business. Donahan welcome to Perfect Public Speaking. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here, Jamie, and talk about this juicy topic with you. So how do we get that balance, I guess, with a healthy work-life blend as a woman in business? I am particularly interested in this topic.
2: Is there a simple answer? Not really. And I just want to also say that I don't actually think there's ever a perfect work-life balance. I like to talk about it as a healthy work-life blend because I don't think that we're ever going to get that perfect balance. And so we're kind of setting ourselves up to fail and setting these massive expectations of ourselves that we're never going to be able to really reach. And so that's a big part of being in business, right, is that mindset. But also I think when you're juggling children and a career and then, you you know, still sort of making sure that everything at home is ticking along nicely, we need to make sure that we're not setting those expectations of ourselves too high because that's all part of it with that mindset as we go into business yeah I have so many questions about this topic and one in
0: particular so you may or may not know this I'm the breadwinner in my household and I've got two little boy toddlers the oldest is three and the youngest just turned two and someone in my family recently said to me oh you know you're working so much in your business your kids are only young once you'll never get this time back and so I immediately felt guilty what do you say to that particularly we've got these days a lot more women who are
2: the breadwinners in their households. Well, I sort of feel like we're showing out. I have two little boys as well. So when I think back to the businesses that I've had in the past, like the biggest most successful business i guess was my previous one that i sold at the beginning of last year when that started i had a 6-month old and a 3-year-old and so you know the juggle is really tricky and yes there's that those moments where you do have mum guilt in going oh my goodness what, what am i doing but the thing is the way that i like to look at it is we're showing our boys or our children what it's like to actually create your own dream. And there's a lot of beautiful lessons that come out for them, which now that my boys are six and nine, I'm starting to see the fruits of that. But the other thing that's really important is to build your business in such a way that it can be highly systemized and you can have other people in the business helping you to do it along with a whole bunch of other stuff which we can go into, which allows you to have the freedom and flexibility to be present with the people who mean the most to you when you want or when you need to be. So, yes, being in business does take a lot of your time and a lot of your energy, but it's about really understanding what your core values are and what your family values are and then shaping your business Around that, so that the business doesn't control you, you control it, particularly when you've got a young family to be thinking of as well. I think sometimes the weight of the responsibility of parenting is more heavily reliant upon the mum, particularly when they're little. And so it's acknowledging the season of life that you're in, and the season of life that your kids are in, and the season of life that your business is in. And that's why it's really important to acknowledge it as a healthy work-life blend rather than that perfect balance because it's going to ebb and flow depending on when they, when the kids need you, when your business needs you, when you need to take some time away from both of those things and remove those hats and just be you and tune into what you need as a woman opposed to what you need as a mum or opposed to what you need as a business owner. I think that's another really important thing. It is tricky though. And I think the hardest thing with mum guilt is the questions like that, the question that you got asked in, you know, do you ever feel guilty about it? That's actually more, I think, a reflection on the person asking the question than how it needs to really land for you.
0: Yeah, actually, it was quite funny at the time. It was a family member. I won't say who it was because they may be listening to this episode, but I do think at the time would, it was a woman actually, would she be asking this question of my other half? you know, like telling me, oh, they're only young ones, you don't need to work this much. But do people say that to men? Is it just
2: something they put on women? What do you think? Isn't that really interesting? Yeah, like you don't ever, hear, well, not very often do you hear someone speaking to the bloke if he's the breadwinner and going, do you really feel, think that you should be working as many hours? And, you know, <laughs> when was the last time you picked up the kids from school and stuff like that? Yeah, look, I really do think it's about, acknowledging what you how your family works it's not about anybody else right it's about how you work within your family unit and what works for you and the kids and your partner and worrying about that like I you know sometimes you've really got to step aside from falling into that path of feeling like you're judged and it's it's really is it's more about the other person in there you know it's a different it's also a different different generation nowadays, like that's really big too. I think there's been a massive shift in what women can do for themselves and their business. They don't necessarily have to be working for somebody else and that's not necessarily the way that you can run that beautiful, flexible lifestyle. By working for someone else, that's even more rigid than if you're working for yourself. So, you know, I do think that there are absolutely so many benefits to being your own boss, really. But as I said before, I do believe it's about working out why you do what you do and how you do it. So that once you've got those really clear values that align between your core values, your family values, and your business values to make them work together so that one isn't opposed to the other and you're not constantly feeling that tug of war, that it all works beautifully.
1: Want to get paid to speak? It will only take a few minutes. Download a free checklist and find out how at jamieabbott.com.
0: So you did touch on a little bit about outsourcing and it's something which I'm I'm reading Denise Duffield Thomas's latest book, actually, and it talks about if you're the golden goose in your family, you need to ensure that you put systems in place that enable you to thrive and be the best you can be. And whether that means outsourcing someone to do the washing, someone to babysit. Do you have any tips when it comes to what you should outsource? There's
2: so much you can outsource. And as you said, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to outsource your business tasks. Although I think there is a a lot to be said for doing that, but it can be at the beginning, especially if you're just new to business and you're starting out for the first time, there's a period of time where you might not necessarily have the cash flow within your business to be able to pay an employee and it takes time to build up to that and so what I have done in the past in those early stages of business is just as you said like getting some help within the home. So, you know, getting a cleaner um, to come in and help, you know, maybe at the beginning it's once a month and it's just a really good deep clean on all the bathrooms and floors and stuff like that, particularly if you've got little boys that are toilet training, you know, that's it, that <laughs> the target yep. practice takes a lot of practice. Yeah, and then as your, uh, as your business grows and the cash flow improves within your business, you might work up to the point where you've got a cleaner coming to your place every week. It might also be like time. When you have a really busy period where you know you're going to be flat stick for a good couple of weeks, there are people out there who can create meals for you, you know, where you. Select a few dishes off a menu, and they bring it to you, and it's simply reheating it when you're ready. All those meal boxes, like HelloFresh and things like that, you don't have to be doing the food shopping; it all just comes. And you know that, you know that that actually was a really big uh, shift between me and my husband years ago when we started getting HelloFresh because I didn't have to think; he didn't have to really think. He just followed the recipe cards. And then as my kids got older, they were able to help as well, which was one of those beautiful skills where you're practicing. We're doing a little bit of homework in reading and following instructions, but we're also part of the home community in working together as a team to make that work. So, yeah, I think there's lots of things you can do from that perspective at home. In regards to your business, I remember back in 2018, my dance studio that I spoke about earlier, which I recently sold, we'd grown to 300 students. We had two locations. I had a team, but what I found was from the very get-go when we opened the doors. We were just on this hamster wheel. Like we just could not keep up with the amount of growth that happened really, really quickly. And I got to the point where I knew I was on that point of burnout. I often would like, and let me know if this is, if you've ever experienced this too, Jamie, like waking up in the middle of the night, running through all the list of the things that you've got to do, the things you didn't get down, those moments of guilt where you were working instead of like being in the moment with your kids and just this constant like stress. And so I decided at that point it was time to reshape the way that I did my business. And this is where it comes into your question about outsourcing when it comes to your business, there needs to be a whole lot of stuff like foundations that you lay in place to to make that happen and to do it really well. So, it's about really having a strategy and a really clear purpose for what you're doing, planning for productivity and really understanding where your business is going and then systemizing everything, which is one of the words that you used in creating... Exactly, like all of your day-to-day business operations and then the bigger stuff like your marketing and your onboarding and your offboarding and your recruitment if you do events like having everything systemized so that you can invite your team to step up. So you can give them the things that they need to be able to take those tasks and do them. And by doing that for my business, when I was at that point of burnout, meant that I could completely reshape the way that I was doing things. And that carved out so much more freedom for me and my family and the results that came from that ended up being that I was controlling my business rather than it controlling me. And that gave me so much more confidence as a business owner. And it also gave my team so much more confidence in stepping up and essentially running the business for me, which is how it ended up in that I was very much... On the, uh, you know, peripheral, just making sure everything was ticking along nicely, being the face of the business, but the actual day-to-day operations was all done by my team. So, it does take time to get to that point. Don't get me wrong. Hard to do at the beginning, but certainly worthwhile structuring your business in that way if you can so that um, you can start to get more of that flexibility and enjoy the business rather than feeling stressed out by it. Oh, absolutely. It's funny though. You don't sort of know
0: you need that until you reach that pain point. And to answer your question, I certainly have been up in the middle of the night. And in fact, last week I turned down a client because I could just not physically fit him in. And when you're the face of the business, I do public speaking training. Everyone wants me. That's not necessarily something I can pass on to a team member. And I turned him down. He's just, he's happy to wait until October. So that's great. But you sort of don't know you need it until you're buried down there. And and I was thinking it's kind of like chicken and the egg. So, for example, for me to put on maybe a nanny to come two mornings a week, I think that's a big investment. And I think, oh, that's, you know, what, $200 a week if she came, I don't know, three hours twice a week or something, but I think that's 10 grand a year, but then you kind of need to spend that to be able to make more money. So you can be your best self and be more productive and get more done. I can be in the office at 7.30 if she's there at 7 a.m. So it's really interesting how you think, oh, I don't want to invest in that. But then if you do invest, it's amazing how it can pay off. And that's kind of where I'm at at the moment.
2: Yeah, exactly right. It's that thing of valuing what you do within your business. And if you're doing tasks that... You know we could wrap around value to it and say that you know administrative tasks that somebody else could do for you let's give them a value of ten dollars um, but there the other task which is what you were saying where you have to be the face of the business and you have to be the one that's working one-on-one with that client well that could be you know a thousand dollar task mm-hmm. and so it's looking at well where are you as the golden goose in the business you should be doing those high level thousand dollar tasks that are going to bring in more revenue to your business and then have a look at, well, what are the $10 tasks? What are the $100 tasks? You know, what else can you outsource from that perspective? And yes, it's going to cost you money, but you're actually buying back your time to reinvest that time into those higher level tasks that are going to see your business grow more quickly. See your revenue grow, which is obviously really important. That's revenue and profit that we're getting that profit coming back into our business. I think sometimes we have to essentially get out of our own way. And just trust that by doing that, sometimes you, like you said, we don't know you need it until you need it. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you need to start before you're ready. Like there's all these great sayings that are out there that are particularly true for being in business. It's almost like you're investing in your business or you're investing in yourself and your self-care. It may look different to that. It may not be that you're investing in a week-long yoga retreat but you're investing in a nanny that's going to help you to keep you know keep your uh levels of stress down know that your children are well looked after so that you can go and make the money for the family and i think that's totally fair and valid and actually pretty wise
1: need jamie in your corner to help you nail your next presentation you can have an on-call coach to ensure your presentations never fall flat find out more at jamieabbott.com.
0: Before you go, because the podcast is called Perfect Public Speaking, we have just had a rebrand from perfect PR to perfect public speaking. Uh, Tell me about public speaking for you in your business. How have you kind of used it? I know you do um, a coffee and coaching uh, Instagram live every week, and that's fabulous. So how else have you used speaking to boost your business? Uh,
2: Well, I have a podcast as well. It's called She's in Business. And I see that's a really great way to reach a lot of people and for them to, get to know me as they get to know you too, Jamie, on a different level. I do guest speaking as well. And I think the reason that it works so well is humans want to do business with humans. You know, and I think certainly since... Since COVID, there's so much more thirst out there in the world to have those personal connections and certainly speaking in public, whether it be, you know, through a podcast or whether it be on a stage or whether it be live via an Instagram, live feed, it's all of those things that help you as a business owner to connect with the with your clients or your potential clients and to build that relationship. So that trust in working together in, yeah, she knows what she's talking about or, yeah, she's done that before. So if she's done it, then I can do it. And that's where I love um, particularly being a guest on a podcast or having uh, people into my podcast because you've we've recently recorded where you came onto mine is it's yeah. about sharing within the business community, particularly for women, particularly for women in regional areas as well, because it's not always easy to get to major cities when you've got kids in tow to take time from your business to go and do those things. That podcasts are a great way to really inspire one another, bring other women who are at the top of their game into your uh, podcast, just like you did for mine in speaking about, you know, making the most out of public speaking engagements like that stuff is gold. And so I think empowered women empower women. And that's what this is all about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just finally, Donna, how can people get in touch with you and and find out more about your business?
2: Probably the best way is to head to my website, which is donnahan.com. So dot ncom All the information is there. I'm pretty prevalent on Instagram as well. So that's Donna underscore Han underscore S-I-B, which stands for She's in Business. And my podcast, which is also called She's in Business, is another one, another way to get in contact. Fantastic.
0: Thank you so much for coming on to Perfect Public Speaking today. It's been great to hear from you and hear those insights you've shared with us. We really appreciate it.
2: And uh, thanks again. Thanks for having me, Jamie. It's been lots of fun.
1: Thanks for listening. You're on the way to Perfect Public Speaking with Jamie Abbott. Help us perfect our podcast. Rate and review it wherever you listen. Perfect Public Speaking with Jamie Abbott. If you're somebody who is looking to scale and you're looking for software that can help you generate more income in your business, look no further than Kajabi. It's an all-in-one platform with products, websites, landing pages, payments, analytics, marketing automation, email, communities and more. It all just works. You can create courses, coaching programs, membership sites, podcasts, newsletters and bundles. Enjoy multiple income streams. Get a free 14-day trial at jamieabbott.com dot com forward slash kajabi